Two new building projects are approved in Ocoee by all but one commissioner. Bald eagles living in Winter Garden might be in trouble. Unions in our region fight for pay. And our community remembers a man who did a lot for our country. The date is January 13th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go. The Ocoee City Commission convened for its first meeting of the new year on January 4th and approved the preliminary site plans for two major projects within the city. The first of these to be approved was the site plan for the Everest Rehabilitation Hospital, which would have a space for 36 beds in its facility. Commissioner George Oliver said although he liked the plan for the facility, saying it would fit into the neighborhood, he was concerned with a two-acre empty lot next to the development. Quote, We were looking at getting some retail space in that area. If Everest is allowed to put the rehab center, it really condenses the area that we can use for any retail space. End quote. Because of this, Oliver said that he had trouble approving the site plan if there were no concrete plans for the piece of land next to it. The preliminary site plan passed by a 4-1 vote with Oliver dissenting. The second plan passed was for a self-storage facility, which also passed by a 4-1 vote, also with Oliver dissenting. And on to the next story. The corner of East Crown Point Road and Plant Street in Winter Garden is home to a very popular family. However, the family doesn't live in a typical home, but instead a nest. Now, these are the bald eagles in our neighborhood, and I will tell you I pass by these bald eagles every single day. That's my neck of the woods here in Winter Garden. I live in northeast Winter Garden. Beautiful birds there. Back to the story. This bald eagle nest has been home for an eagle couple for more than 12 years. Now, that's according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. But now some are concerned that their home may be in danger. There will be construction occurring in the area, which is set to include widening, milling, and resurfacing of the main lane expressway and ramps, as well as reconfiguring of the Plant Street and State Road 429 interchange. However, according to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the construction company with the Central Florida Expressway Authority does have a permit for nest disturbance, with specific guidelines for the planned work near the nest at various distances. Now, with regard to the potential for danger and even the nest being abandoned or destroyed or one of the eagles, especially the baby eagles, getting hurt, Sean Lee Breeding, program manager for the Autobahn Eagle Watch program at the Autobahn Center for Birds of Prey, said situations like that can become common because the construction companies may not be aware of the nest. However, Breeding said everyone's trying to do the right thing and nobody wants to see the nest fail, but the work project does need to be done. 
Now, feeling confident about the outcome, she said, quote, You hear all the difficult news with species becoming extinct and environmental destruction, but the bald eagles are such a great example of a species that have faced adversity and overcome it, end quote. And now this month, editor and publisher magazine has named its first class of sales superstars. And our very own Cindy Gustafson, multimedia sales executive for the West Orange Times and Observer, has been named. And with this, Cindy did make a statement, quote, We are here to complete the circle. We provide the catalyst that makes a community special and holds it together while helping it grow. The growth is not only in size, but in strength and integrity, the things that really matter. We tell a story about our audience, around our audience, and to our audience. We introduce them to new thoughts and preserve their history. We keep them informed and educated. They desire the bond that makes a community strong and able to accept the new while preserving the old. End quote. A well-deserved congratulations to our friend Cindy. I cannot imagine a better person to represent the West Orange Times and Observer in our community. Now, make sure you stick with me to the end here. I always want you to stick with me to the end. Because at the end, I always, you know, I read the final story that I select as the final story. But sometimes it's not even a story. Sometimes I have a message or something important I want to talk about with you. So I think I'm going to call it, actually, I was thinking about it before today's broadcast, and I was thinking I will call this segment the final page. You know, we got the newspaper, all the beautiful pages with all the stories. So my ending segment will be called the final page. So I want you to stick with me to the final page. Now this... After several months of negotiations, the Ocoee Fire Department and the Ocoee Firefighter Union have come to an agreement on a new contract, which would include better pay and incentives for firefighters and paramedics. According to the new contract, the pay for firefighters would increase from $43,691 a year to $45,439 a year. The new wage increase puts the department in company with some of the others in the region. And that is good news for West Orange, as the department in 2021 lost 14 firefighters and 13 firefighters in 2020. Now, that's a major crisis, and I you saw this play out all over social media, if you dare to be on there. But, you know, there would be posts from the union and this sort of thing, and it was really a terrible thing going on. So I hope that this helps, because we love our firefighters. And in similar news, after more than 14 hours of presentations, testimony, and arguments, the Orange County School Board and the Orange County Classroom Teachers Association appear to have an agreement from the school board. Quote, we are pleased to announce the school board determined our teachers should receive, pending ratification, the much-deserved salary supplement bonus and salary increase which is between 2600 and 6000 for the 2021 to 2022 school year. End quote. In response, the union officials stated, "It is still not what our hard-working teachers deserve, but considering the inadequate funds from Tallahassee, it certainly is a welcome 
improvement, end quote. And now let's dive into our hyper-local sports with our sports high five for the week. Number one, football players from several West and Southwest Orange County schools played at the East-West Elite 100 All-Star Game January 8th at Jones High School. The West team comprised of players from Orange, Lake, and Osceola counties, while the East team comprised of players from Seminole, Volusia, and Brevard counties. Number two, Dr. Phillips Boys Basketball traveled January 8th to Orlando Christian Prep in a face-off of two of the top teams in Florida during the Showdown in O-Town event. The Panthers came away with a 48-37 win over the Warriors. Number three, Windermere's wrestling team hit the mats at Lake Mary's Tournament of Champions during the weekend and came away with great results. Both teams had five athletes placed during the tournament, and the girls' team placed six out of 17 teams. Both teams had five athletes placed during the tournament. Number four, Foundation Academy 8th grader Sabi Miasik was named MVP of the 2023-2024 group at the show by Next Gen Camp in Orlando during the weekend. He is expected to take over as quarterback for the Lions next season as a freshman. Number five, Southwest Star Swim Team competed at the Trinity Prep Invitational at Rosen Aquatic Center over the weekend. Some of their swimmers qualified for sectionals and 12-year-old David Mendez broke the team's 200 breaststroke record during the event. Congratulations to Mr. Mendez. And now, before we get into the final page, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Now, this sponsor is Foundation Academy. And just today, in one of my morning meetings at my office here in Winter Garden, I got a call from Foundation Academy. They're, they're calling my phone, and I pick it up, and sure enough, it's my daughter's teacher, Mr. Arthur. Christiana forgot her lunch in your car. <laughs> so, so I had, a, I had them get her a lunch. They're, they had a great lunch program there, too, that I could take advantage of, even when I don't notice that my daughter left her lunch in my car. So I appreciated that call this morning, but I, it made me pause for a moment and think about how much I love this school. You know, I recommend it professionally because they're a sponsor, but I couldn't recommend it more personally. Foundation Academy, where character matters. All right, and now we're getting into the final page here. And let me start with this. As some of you may be aware, my brother and I opened Gymnastics USA here in Winter Garden several years ago. Now, these days, I'm not really involved with the day-to-day operations. Xander and his wife, Jackie... Well, this year, they're actually fully taking over all that, along with our great general manager, Callie Crane. However, there was a time when I was heavily involved with the day-to-day. I mean, hour-to-hour, really nonstop, every day, all day. That sort of thing is necessary when you're trying to create something great. Anyhow, the reason I bring this up is actually because of a memory I have regarding that time period. I used to do these huddles, these staff huddles before shift. And we'd get all the staff together, all the coaching staff. And, you know, we'd talk about different things. And often we talk about our values and principles as a company. But this day, it was MLK Day. So I thought, let me do something different. Let me do something a little more unique here with the team. So I, I got a bunch of small pieces of paper. I passed them around. 
And I told everybody, I said, here's your pen, here's your paper. I got three questions. I'd like for you to write the answers down. And I asked them, what is the legacy of MLK? Number two, how did he die? And number three, when did he die? Now, I don't like public tests, so I I told them, you know, I'm not going to read these out loud and say anybody's names. As a matter of fact, don't put your name on it. Don't show anybody your answers. That's not the purpose of the exercise. So we collected them all, and I took a look. Now, keep in mind, the majority of these staffers are young adults, many of them seniors in high school or college students. And the answers I received back on those little slips of paper that day Well, they were quite shocking. I received answers such as, he freed the slaves. He died in the 1990s. He died from cancer. He died from old age. He died in the 1800s. All kinds of very wrong answers. Now, it was not that these are some of the most outrageous answers I received. These were actually the majority of the type of answers I received, It was a very small percentage, and I mean a handful, maybe five, that had the right type of answers. Now, these aren't uneducated students. These are great kids with good heads on their shoulders and responsible, good kids. It just made me wonder, what are we doing wrong in our education system to where our students here in West Orange don't have a clue about who Martin Luther King Jr. really was. Why are we not teaching them our history? Even hyper-local history, like William Maxey. We have a school named after him, and that's a wonderful thing. I mean, that's the right idea. But you know, now OCPS is naming schools wonderful things like Horizon High School and Lake Buena Vista High School and Water Springs Middle School. Names that mean nothing. It seems that we have turned away from teaching history to our children. Now, it's no secret that the city I love the most is Winter Garden, Florida. And they will be holding a great event on Monday in honor of Martin Luther King Jr., one of my heroes. Festivities will be held downtown starting at 10.30 a.m. Our great mayor will be addressing the crowd at 11 a.m. And Pastor Anthony Hodge will be reciting an MLK speech medley at 12.15 p.m. Okay, we canceled their event citing public health concerns and Oakland made a proclamation. But here in Winter Garden, we will be celebrating with a celebration. I want to listen to a portion of Dr. King's final speech with you. Now, he didn't know it was going to be his final speech, although it's clear he felt danger ahead. This speech, to me, is one of the most powerful ever recorded. Recorded the night before his assassination. Now we're just going to listen to a portion, the ending portion. 
Keep in mind that this man was assassinated by the very evil he was fighting the very next day. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. And so just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. what will happen now we've got some difficult days ahead but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop I don't mind like anybody I would like to live a long life longevity has its place but I'm not concerned about that now I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He was a man of incredible faith. You hear it in his voice. You feel it in his words. This MLK Day, I hope that we all reflect on what it means to have and want and understand a colorblind society. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.